Welcome back. We're in Titus chapter 3, verse 4. Let's go. Titus chapter 3, verse 4. So we are almost done with this letter from Paul to Titus. And we carry on here in verse 4. It says, But when the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward men appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us, through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. A really long sentence, lots of commas, so let's break it down. I just like to kind of go phrase by phrase, word by word, and figure it out, right? So in verse 1, he was saying, be, remind them to be subject to rulers and authorities, to speak evil of no one, to be peaceable, etc., then he says, he's looking backwards, for we once ourselves were foolish, disobedient, deceived, uh, lusting, etc. Now we're on to verse 4, but, that word but, you're going to see a transition whenever you see the but. Just like when you in English class or when you're writing and reading in daily life, means the same thing here. So we've got a differing train of thought going on here. But when the kindness and the love of God. So how is he describing God? As kind and loving. Do you see God that way? Because there's so many people alive today who do not. Let me give you some examples. People look back and they say, hey, I like the God in the New Testament. I don't like the God of the Old Testament. He was mean and wicked and killing people by the you know, dozens and thousands, etc. And they're like, I, I just can't believe in that God. Or people today who say, well, if God is kind and loving, how could he allow this to happen to me? How could he allow my wife to die? How could he allow my... You know, me to get fired. How can he allow, allow my business to collapse? How can he allow my daughter to die? What, whatever the situation is, right? That, that pointing the finger at God. The If he is loving, then how could he? And then you've got all the stuff going on today with people saying, oh, God is so co- kind and loving, and that's why he doesn't judge sin, right? Whatever anybody feels, and if they want to change the Bible then he allows them to do that as long as they're good people and they're moral and ethical and they're not going around and murdering and raping, then they're fine, right? But they're setting their own standard there. You could ask that same person. All right, so you said anybody who's not murdering or raping, can that person go to heaven? And you'll get different answers from different people. Well, then what, you know, what is your standard? But the point is God is kind and God is loving, but... That doesn't mean that you can be with him in eternity, which we're going to talk about in a moment. Just because he's kind and loving doesn't mean that you're going to get to spend eternity with him. Just because you are a kind and loving parent, let's say you're a parent, many of you listening are, doesn't mean your kid is going to get that ice cream cone when he asks for the ice cream cone. Or when you're at this toy store and he asks for the 19th thing, it doesn't mean you keep saying, Oh, I'm so kind and loving, and I'm going to buy you that too, and I'm going to buy you that too, and I'm going to buy you that too. That kid's going to turn out to be awful if he gets everything that he wants, right? So being kind and loving doesn't mean giving someone everything that they want, right? You're like, well, that's an easy example. No, think about it. You don't want to lose money, lose a job, lose a loved one, but you're going to get some of those things from time to time, and it doesn't change the fact that God is kind and loving, God is kind and loving, and that's why he allows you to go through these trials. James 2.1, count it all joy, not if, but when you go through various trials. Romans 8.28, 
all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose, right? Suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. There is purpose in all of this pain. There's purpose in the trials, and it does not change the kindness and the lovingness. How do you say that? <laughs> the love that God is. So it says, verse 4, but when the kindness and the love of God our Savior, is God your Savior? Because there's this little G that people people talk to and pray to. I heard someone uh, last two weeks ago, maybe, I'm on the phone with her, and she says, you know, Whatever, you know, whatever the big man upstairs says, I'm like, oh, I hate hearing that. That is just so offensive to me. The the big man upstairs, are you kidding me? Is he big? He's giant. He created the universe. He holds everything in his hands. But he's not upstairs. He's everywhere. He's omnipresent. Omni means all or everywhere. And present means present. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. Everywhere at the same time. He lives inside of me. He's up in heaven. He's around. There's these battles waging around us with demons that we can't even see. It's a spiritual battle that we can't see with our fleshly eyes. right? But have you declared that God is your Lord and Savior? That's the question at the end of the day. So many people are going to say, I, 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 knew, I knew Jesus. Really? Tell me, tell me about Jesus. Well, I went to, school, went to church a couple times a year, and I know that he was this little baby, and uh, you know he grew up, and then they killed him, and no, okay, so you know a lot of facts about Jesus, but do you know Jesus? Now, now, tell me about sports. Tell me about Michael Jordan. Can you tell me some statistics? Oh, yeah, he won this, this, and this. He was this percentage in the free throw line and three points, and he held this statistic in this uh, leading blah, 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 and still does today, and great. So you know all this stuff about Michael Jordan, but do you personally know him? Can you pick him up and text him right now, and he'll text back? If you called him right now and said, hey, I need to speak to you, well, he it's urgent. Would he call you back in five minutes? Do you all have that kind of relationship, or is it you just know about him? Because that's how a lot of people, I would say the majority of the people who say they know God, that's the way they know God. They don't have a relationship with God. They just say they know him. And you can look at this across lots of religions. You can look at it in Hinduism where they have millions of gods. And you can look at it in a lot of people who say, ah, you know, whatever the God are these Greek gods, and there's a God of war and a God of lightning and the God of wind, right? But who's the God of the gods? Okay, yeah, who's that? And they're like, I don't, I don't know. Well, by definition, you can only have one God. I mean, by definition, all right? Um, Islam, they don't believe that you ha can have a personal relationship with God, and it's very sad, and that's why a lot of them, we call them Muslim background believers, they come to place their faith in Jesus as their Lord and Savior because they say, I couldn't have a personal relationship with God over there. When I came to understand that Jesus is the intermediary, that Jesus died on the cross and gave me direct access to God the Father, and he wants a personal and close relationship with me, that's what I crave, that's what I was missing, and that's what I want, and that's what I now have. So the question is, have you declared God to be your Lord and Savior? And if not, today is the day of salvation. Invite him into your heart. Ask forgiveness, confess your sins, and declare that he is the Lord of your life. That's how you get saved. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Let's go on. It says, but when the, when the kindness and love of God our Savior toward men appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, right? 
Does this sound like Ephesians 2.8? Yeah, it does, right? Not by works of righteousness, which we have done. Not by, let's cut out that word righteousness for a minute. Not by works, which we have done. Not by works, which we have done. Do you understand that? It's not by your deeds or your works that you're saved. No, you are saved by grace, through faith, period. It is not by your works. It is not what you have done. You didn't earn it. You don't deserve it. God gives it to you as a gift. That's why it's called the gift of salvation, right? John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that He gave that gift. He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So, it's not by our works, which we're saved. You can't make yourself righteous. Even when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are not righteous because of anything that you've done. You are declared righteous because you are covered with the blood of Jesus. You have been redeemed at that moment. He has paid the ransom for you, and you have accepted that gift, right? Salvation is universally offered, but it must be individually accepted. You can't inherit it. You can't go to heaven because, uh, you know, your grandma was a Christian or because you raised your hand and didn't really mean it at some certain age at church camp. It's because you have made the cognizant decision that Jesus is your Lord and Savior. And it's not by your works, but by his works on the cross that you get to go to heaven. So we finish this sentence now. We're not finished. We continue on. It says, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. But, so we see another but, the second but in the sentence, but according to his mercy, who saved it. So the, the preceding fragment was not by works of righteousness, which we have done. Now it says, but according to his mercy, he saved us. So it's not by what we've done, but what he's done. It's not because of our righteousness, but because of his mercy. What is mercy? Mercy is getting less punishment than you deserve. There's three terms that you want to know. There's mercy, justice, and grace. I define them like this. Mercy is getting less punishment than you deserve. Grace is getting more reward than you deserve. And justice is getting the punishment that you deserve. But God, in his mercy does not give us the punishment which we deserve that punishment that we deserve is to be eternally separated by god from god because of our sins because of our trespasses against him but in his mercy he saves us saved us saved us don't you love that word you were saved like a with a life preserver like a, a lifeguard jumping in to save you right jesus saved us but he's only going to save those who ask him to be their Lord and Savior. You must invite him to be your Lord and Savior, or otherwise, he is not your Lord and Savior. He is God still. It doesn't change that. But you have not made him the God of your life. Tomorrow, we'll pick up with the back half of verse 5. Take away whatever you need to take away today. Some of the good, great applications it could be is understanding that God is kind and loving. If you don't see him as such, study it, pray about it, think about it. That God is your Savior only if you have declared Him to be your Savior and invited Him into your life. If you have not, now is the time. And you don't, don't get to heaven through your works or deeds, but by His righteousness, but by His mercy. By the uh, righteousness of Jesus, by the, the mercy of God the Father for not punishing you in the way that you deserve. Lord, thank you so much. Help us to understand that it's not our deeds 
That's what your son did on the cross. Not our works, but his finished work on the cross. It's not by our righteousness, anything we did or could do, but by the righteousness of your son Jesus going to the cross for us. That you saved us in your mercy. That we are saved by grace through faith. We thank you for how easy it is to get to heaven. And we also know how hard it is because it's really hard to humble ourselves and declare that we're not God, that you are. And I pray that anybody who's listening now who has not accepted you as their Lord and Savior would make today, right now, this moment, the time that they do that. We need your help, Lord, and I ask that you would guide us this day. Amen. This podcast brought to you in part by the Portfolio Protection Store, where smart investors go to protect their life savings from stock market losses. Visit our website to register for our webinar, theportfolioprotectionstore.com. The webinar is about portfolio protection and safe money ideas for ages 50 plus. Visit theportfolioprotectionstore.com. Located in Austin, Texas, license number 288-7886.